Once upon a time, there were two tech entrepreneurs from Cork, Ireland, who set out to build a platform that would help businesses drive employee engagement. It's now four years on and heading towards one million users worldwide. They're doing much more than that. They're shaping cultures where people thrive. Hi there, I'm Mandy, and I'm a lover of all things people and culture. I'm also fascinated by human connection and how we align the work we do with our personal values. That's why I'm super excited to share this space today with John Goulding. He's CEO and co-founder of WorkVivo. They're a business I really admire for the work they're doing. So if you like, maybe grab a cuppa and settle into the conversation with us. We're exploring the importance of creativity at work, nurturing emotional connection, and possibly the most interesting interview question I've ever heard. This is Spark Generation. John Gilding. Hello and welcome. Thank you, Andy. Delighted to be on. Oh, thanks very much for joining us today. How are we? How are we receiving you today? How are you feeling today? Very good. Yeah, very good. Very good. I'm I'm in West Cork in Ireland at the moment. Um, it's pretty cold here. I know you're the other side of the world, but yeah. uh, all good. All good. Yeah. We're Start worlds apart year, right things. now. We're worlds apart right now, aren't we? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And uh, I think, yeah, things are pretty different where you are in terms of where COVID is at. And uh, but no, all good. All good. I think we're we're all looking uh, optimistically at this year. So mm. all good. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, I think we're worlds apart in more ways than one right now, not just in miles. Um, and I kind of I really want to jump in soon and kind of get under the skin of John Goulding and so on. But I think we can't quite ignore the fact that we're worlds apart right now in the world situation. I mean, this is the first podcast episode we're doing in 2021. So there's probably been a lot of reflection time over the last couple of weeks. I know I've been doing that. I think you've probably been doing the same. Um, so I kind of just want to take a moment and go, man, 2020, how was it for you? You know, how are you feeling now after the year that's been? I know we're by no means out the other side of it, but um What's reflection time over the holidays been like for you? Yeah, it's it's been good. I think um, I think this time of the year and over the holidays is for me. It I do tend to reflect. It's 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 the time of year when I do get an opportunity. Everything shuts down, uh, so I do reflect. Twenty twenty has been it's been a crazy year. Right? It's been a crazy year. I think looking at it from a number of different angles, um, for. I suppose in terms of work, work has been like work has been crazy, right? Work Vivo, we've we've grown over two hundred percent in the last year. Um, we've we've added, I think we're we've three times as many customers ending the year as we had starting the year, which is which is crazy, and and we've brought some incredible names on board, um, and I think we've just found ourselves in the middle of um, a situation where everybody went remote. People were looking for um, communication platforms, and that's where we we land. And we we can talk about that maybe some more in a minute. But but work has been work has been crazy, and we've three times as many people as we had at the start of the year. Three times as many customers. It's been a thousand miles an hour, um, which has been great, and it's been it's been a it's been a good distraction, I suppose. I'm, I'm conscious not all 
companies have been as fortunate as we've been, right? And, and some of our customers and longstanding customers have had a pretty tough year as well from a, from a business perspective. So very conscious of that. Um, from a, from a um, I suppose, work life and, and, and that side of things, um, I think it's been, like, I think there's been more positive than negative for me. Um, I think what's happened um, in terms of everybody working remotely or moving to remote um, has been brilliant. It's been brilliant. I think um, it's the most positive thing that has happened in the world of work for generations. And um, and I think lots of really good things will will con- will you know have come from it. And and I think many of them will continue. Um, I think a lot of us. It's obvious that we were going to the office out of, you know, it felt like the right thing to do or that was the norm. And we don't, you know, we don't need to be there. Right. And it just gives it gives a flexibility and a freedom for the future of work that wouldn't have happened without without the pandemic. And so overall, I think, you know, I think, you know, we get through the pandemic. Right. And vaccines have started. And and so I think, you know, the pandemic is it feels like it's been around forever and it's you know but it's it's a short-term thing right it's a blip and we'll be through it before the end of this year fingers crossed um but the things that are, the good things that have come of it will will stay with us which i think is great well that's good to hear you're kicking us off with a really kind of positive and energized view of it and that i just think you're so right like especially now looking back on the last year it does feel like we have to focus on the positives that come out of it. And we'll get to talking about your business in a moment where there's obviously been so many positives and that's great. But um, it's great to hear that personally and, you know, and within your team, there's been a lot of positives coming out of it too. And um, and flexibility, man, you're so right. Like there's so much flexibility coming into all of our working lives now. And I think I haven't met anybody that hasn't love that aspect of it okay maybe not so much when you're sitting at home and the kids are screaming and you try to do homeschooling but when when we can find that balance it's kind of magical isn't it yeah and i think like for me anyway certainly i think um i'm still trying to find um or trying to to design the kind of perfect balance for myself Mm -hmm. i think and i think most people are trying to do that it's right now we've got this flexibility so what do I do with it, right? What's yeah. what's the ideal for me? And what I'm excited about is it feels like I've got this opportunity personally to design the perfect kind of balance for myself. And I'm sure most people are feeling that. Um, I'm just not sure what that is yet, right? There's, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely not work from home all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely not work from the office. And I don't even think for me, it's not, it's not even as simple as, oh, it's some days in, at home and some days in the office. Um, for me personally, I like just kind of working from anywhere, and I've, I've always liked working from anywhere. And before, um, before COVID, I would very, very regularly just work in a coffee shop for a day, and mm. um, I find them to be just stimulating environments. Right? They're noisy, but it's not noise that's interrupting you. It's just background noise, and and I like that environment, and I find they're kind of creative environments. They're just like stimulating, right? And um, and it's just trying to figure out. Okay, I, I really like that on on occasion. How do I blend that in? How do I blend the office in where I can catch up with colleagues? Um, 
the convenience at home is fantastic. How do I blend that in? You know, and then trying to build other stuff around it in terms of, you know, health and fitness and and, and all that. But I think it's it's all um, in the melting pot in terms of draw it all in, draw all the things you like, draw all the things that work for you and try and design it. And and the good thing is the flexibility is there. So so yeah, that that I'm excited about that. I still still don't know what the perfect blend is, but but I, I know the opportunity is there to uh, to do whatever whatever ends up working yeah. best for me. It's great when our jobs, I guess you and I are probably pretty privileged that we have that opportunity and, and we're recognizing that opportunity, but it's great, very exciting that you have you can experiment with life design like that. Totally agree with you on the coffee shop thing too. I love yeah. it for certain types of tasks. Nothing excites me more than feeling energy around me. Yeah. You know, like I kind yeah. of feed off the energy of people around me. I've often got my headphones in when I'm in one of those coffee shops, but yeah. yeah. That's great. And you were yeah. telling me before we kicked off, you're somewhere pretty cool at the moment working. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm actually in um, I'm actually in West Cork at the moment. We're lucky enough to to have a holiday home in West Cork, and it's it's just a, a short distance to the beach. And it's um, yeah, I've been going for my kind of my swim every kind of second day or so in the Irish in the in the Atlantic. It's uh, it's so wait, pretty cold. Wait, wait John. <laughs> Wait a second. Tell us more about that. Yeah, it's um, it's it's freezing. It's absolutely freezing. Um, so it's it, but it's it's fantastic. You just feel so good after it. I I think the swim is kind of a very loose description. It's really just get into the water for thirty seconds, get back into the water for or get down into in the water for thirty seconds, get back down, get back down. And you just feel so good after it, but it is absolutely freezing. It's absolutely freezing. Know, but, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but gets you going, gets you going for sure. Fair play. So if I was to ask you if, you know, kind of what tools have you had in your toolbox to kind of keep you feeling mentally resilient or to focus on your well-being throughout what has obviously been a crazy time. Um, and, and we recognize so much more the importance of mental well-being now it's essentially swimming in the middle of an ocean in winter. I, I think I think that's I think that's one thing that works for me. I don't have the opportunity all of the time to do it because I'm lucky enough to be here right now. The kids are off school because of COVID, etc. So we're here. Um but but normally it's it's not practical, right? But when it is, I do take advantage of that. Um what else I just is like there to, in that toolbox for you? Um, for me, I like to, I like to run. I like to just get a bit of exercise. I think that's um, for me that works. Definitely clears the head. Um, I'm involved in coaching um, kids in sport. My my um, my youngest daughter particularly plays a lot of sport, and I'm involved with one of her teams, and that's a good distraction as well for me. Um, but yeah, nothing nothing like mad or exciting just you know catching up with friends Dis distractions are good like anything that's not work related i think is good as a you know switch switching gears i think is good works for me cool um so kind of i guess i wanted to set the scene a bit really you know something i'm incredibly passionate about is well a number of things centered around how humans connect right and, mm -hmm. and for me that's kind of manifests itself in my personal life. I'm, I'm really a people person. I love listening to conversations. I love being part of conversations. And in my professional life, I just 
thrive on understanding or trying to understand how cultures build and the importance mm -hmm. of how people and workplaces connect to build that culture and, and how ultimately we all need to really feel a part of something to, mm -hmm. to feel successful at work. So there wasn't really anybody else I wanted to talk to when, you know, for the <laughs> podcast episode other than you, when it came to, I just really kind of want to unpack some ideas around, around those concepts. Um, and I mean, I know work people really well. I know you really well, kind of. Um, so I, I guess I wanted to first off, you know, maybe you could share with us a little bit more about what Work Vivo is for people that don't know it and and how it, it, it touches those subjects and what it brings to life for people. Cool. Yeah. So I guess Work Vivo is an employee communication platform, yeah. but we're, uh, I suppose we're, we're, it's not communication for the sake of communication. And, and maybe I'll just kind of go back to like how we ended up designing work vivo so when joe lennon is my co-founder when joe and i uh, founded work vivo what we originally set out to do was to build something our objective was to build something that would help organizations better engage their employees so that was our starting point and we had no idea what we were going to build or what was going to look like but that was our starting point and then we started looking at okay what are the things that make a difference in terms of engaging people and the first thing we looked at was the definition of employee engagement. And the most commonly used definition is the emotional connection between the employee, the organization, and what the organization is trying to achieve. And that really resonated with us. And for lots of reasons, it's, it's um, if you, as, a, as a, an employee in the organization, for me, if you feel connected, not just to the organization, but what the organization is about, what the organization is trying to achieve, and I've been lucky enough to be part of organizations where I felt that from the from my earliest career. Um, it's just, it's a much, it's a great place to be. It's a great place to be. You feel part of something bigger. Um, it, whether, you, whether you're the owner or you're the, you know, in a very junior role as I was when I started my career, you just, it's great to feel part of something bigger. And it's, it, it makes work, it makes work not like work, right? It's just, it's, it, it's I'd never like I've been lucky enough work has never felt like work for me and I think that's one of the biggest reasons I've always felt part of something bigger and that's something we were trying to to do that was our first kind of pillar and how do you do that how do you bring the goals alive how do you bring the values alive so we just I suppose we 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 noted that as as a pillar as an objective and then we started looking at, okay what other things do we want to build in recognition was something we wanted to build into our our uh, product again recognition if you look at all the research it, it's obvious that if you have a culture of recognition in an organization you're much more likely to have a, an engaged organization and good things happen if you have an engaged organization communication itself was hugely important again all the research shows that if if people feel informed they have a much greater sense of ownership and if you've a much greater sense of ownership, whether you own part of the company, have shares, have options, or don't, if you feel informed, you feel greater ownership of the company. And that's that's a great thing. That leads to uh, much better engagement. And community, community and belonging. In every organization, there are natural communities. Large organizations, there's you know natural communities around. It can be anything, right? It could be 
a social community. It could be a community around a particular discipline. It could be a community that's based around a particular office or whatever. Um, and how, how do you facilitate those communities? How do you facilitate that sense of belonging? So they, they were the things that um, we ended up finding that we were just passionate ourselves about those things. So as we were diving into them, we we were getting energized about building something around this. And, and that they just all fed into a design process. And what came out of that design process was WorkVivo. And it what we didn't expect and what we didn't set out to do was build a communication platform. But it's not a it's not communication for the sake of it. It's communication that's been very much built around those things. And um I'm, I suppose a huge thing for us and a kind of an envelope around what we're talking about in terms of belonging and um you know own, uh, emotional connection with goals and they're all they're all related to culture. They all shape the culture in the in the organization. And if you can get those things right, um you're in a you're in You've a you've a great start on organization culture, and same as yourself, Mandy. I'm I've always been fascinated by by culture and what motivates people, and um, and it's actually like for 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 me um, and for Joe. I think it's it's like we find ourselves um, working in something now that we're just we're very passionate about, which which is a great place to be hit the jackpot with your own jobs in that case. Um, so, but culture, is that is that something, is that even a term you would have used early in your career? Because you said then you've been lucky enough to work in a lot of businesses that have had great cultures and have had this sense of purpose. Was that even the term that you used or what, what did it feel like to work in those businesses as an employee? And like, how did that present itself for you? Yeah, as a I, I, think, I think with culture, a lot of the time, you're looking at culture in in the rear view mirror, right? You're looking at, wow, that was a great culture, or we have a great culture, or how do we get here, right? I, it's I don't think people set out with this is you know this is the culture we want to build, or that's that's more rare, right? Um, for me, like I started my career in a company called EMC, which was huge. Like ended up being bought by Dell a few years back. But the culture there was it was just incredible, and I think the biggest part of it was we we felt like we were we were the upstart, we were the contender, a new kid on the block that were taking on uh, IBM at the time, and we were so much smaller than IBM uh, in terms of it was data storage we were competing on, but everybody was bought into the idea that was coming from the top that we wanted to topple IBM, and um, there was a big um, there was huge storytelling culture. Um, there was a big Israeli contingent. A lot of the engineers came from Israel, came from the military in Israel. There was lots of stories that um, got shared around how the product was developed. And um, there were almost like battle stories. And they they just helped create this culture of, you know, we're all in it. We're all um, looking to take on IBM. And, and actually what ended up happening EMC overtook IBM. IBM got out of the data storage business, and it was it was just it was fantastic. I was in my twenties as well, man. It was just it was a great great place to be. It was young, it was exciting, it was um, not a whole not as much process as as it probably ended up having because it became a much bigger organization. So there was definitely there was definitely freedom there, 
Um, there was like figuring things out as you go because we were growing so fast. The company was was just like every every six months there were so many new people because it was um it was you know there was a lot of success there and it was growing and it was just it was a fantastic place to be. Um, but I don't think I don't think you know, we would have thought at the time um about the culture. I think we, you know, we appreciate it. And I can, I, and I, when I look back and you, you move into a, you know, a different company, you move old, um, you probably become more conscious of, of those good things. Um, and ideally, you know, you learn from them and you take things from them. And for me, um, I think I've definitely taken things from any of the roles I've been in. Um, hopefully I've taken, the good stuff you know that's the kind of thing you want to take on and uh and for me even simple things like you know being feeling part of something bigger feeling like there's there's this big thing that you want to achieve um it's just great everybody wants that right everybody wants if you're playing on a sports team no matter what grade you're playing in you want to feel like you're looking to achieve something whether that's you know winning division six or winning it's it's just um yeah as, as humans i think we need that yeah i think we do i think we absolutely do and it's great to hear that you you can kind of identify the aspects of that that you've taken with you and, and hopefully i would imagine you've taken with you throughout your career all the way to the point where you're a leader of others so of course not only um have you created this great product but you also lead a team at work vivo as well so how important is culture in your team and how do you think you know what aspects of that have you taken as a leader and you know to hold on to to shape a culture in your business what, what do you think is important big or small um i think i think lots of different things and, and again i like i'm just delighted with the culture we built at work vivo but i don't think we set out with you know very intentional i think um i think a lot of it is instinct right but it's somebody said to me you know recently instinct is like is essentially you know as humans we process a lot of data over a long time and, and we're able to our instinct is the is the end result of that right so your instinct end up ends up being informed by everything that's gone on, on before but um so i think the, the culture we have is very um i think we give people a lot of freedom um trust like the, the remote thing was never an issue we we'd actually encouraged people to work remote uh, a lot before that just even in terms of if it's the best place for you to get stuff done just just work where, where wherever you need to um we're i think we've hired people instinctively based on values that we have and i suppose like culture at the end of the day right is shared values and beliefs right so you kind of instinctively are drawn to people that you feel have the same values even though at the time of hiring them i don't think like we would have had well we didn't i know we didn't have a template that said okay the person has to be this and this and this and this i think we're actually probably at a point now where we probably need to codify some of this because we we just need to be as we get bigger i think it would be nice to be more deliberate about Okay, these are the kind of people we want because these are the values we, um, you know, these are the values we have, and we want people that reflect our values. Or, um, but for me, we're like we are hugely customer centric, and it's it's just we tend to bring people in that have that, you know, customer centric 
um, approach and we, we bring in very positive people. I think we have a very positive culture. There's a can-do culture there. There's like nothing is a problem. Um, and hopefully our customers experience that, but it's like, but it, it's, it's internally, if there's stuff internally, people we have, there's nothing is ever a problem. The attitude is always really good. Um, people like dealing with our people. I think, I think people are, I would like to think my colleagues just are able to bring themselves to work, right? There, there's no, there's no agendas. There's no egos. There's just people. Um, people believe in what we're doing. People are enjoying what we're doing, and they're excited about what we can achieve together. Um, it's a very like we have a very flat structure, and yeah. um, I think people feel um, ownership, and I, I think they feel empowered um, to you know make a real difference. And um, I think. I think we're all enjoying it, Mandy. For for me, I suppose I'm in the lucky position where, um, as co-founder with Joe, um, for me, it it all boils back to like I'm going to be working in this company for a long time, and I want to work in a company that that I enjoy going to work in. Right? I'm CEO and co-founder, but but I, I'm also an employee and. I want to enjoy coming to work. I want to enjoy the colleagues I'm working with. I want to enjoy, um, you know, the the feedback we get from customers. I want to, you know, feedback in terms of a great product, great people, and I think all of those things are things we just instinctively do based on experience. But but it ends up, you know, we've we've ended up creating. Thankfully, a, a great culture that I'm I'm really enjoying. And actually, one thing that um, I've only um, started to realize myself in the last couple of years, um, and some of this again is things that you just in, are, are instinct, right? Or but you don't process as to why. Um, creativity is something that I hugely value, and um, I gravitated towards creative people and um and creating an environment that facilitated creativity and i didn't consciously recognize that um but i do and i think as a company we do and for me creativity is is something that i think is still undervalued i think we're like we're a software company so we're you know we're considered tech and you know should we should be looking for tech tech people right um, and you may, you may sometimes lean people may sometimes lean into the innovation type space like creativity is a form of innovation or whatever or focus on people being innovative in tech yeah. but creativity yeah. is a whole other thing right it's a whole other thing yeah it's a whole other thing and i think for me um creativity can be anything it can be how people construct a sentence it can be how something is graphically represented on on a slide. It can be something in the software. It can be how we deal with a challenge that we have, or a problem we're trying to solve for a customer. It's all that's all creativity. And I think um, I read something recently that you know if, if you hire the best people, if you get the best of the best in a in a manufacturing or production type environment, the best of the best will you know have twice the impact of of somebody that's just good in a creative environment 
it's kind of 10 times. So if you get the best creative people or create the best or create the right environment for creative people, it, it can be a it can be a magnitude of in terms of the the results that you get. And I think in a in a noisy world um, where you're trying to differentiate your product versus others, you're trying to differentiate your company versus others. For me personally, I think creativity is is just is still hugely undervalued. And I think even in terms of um, you know the the type of um, people that we hire, the type of environment we want to create, I think even in terms of you know what backgrounds people will come from um, that come into the company in the future, it's like we've already um, leaned more, or not leaned more, but we, we still have technical people like engineers and software developers are still hugely important for us, but we've already leaned very much into uh, creative types as well uh, that come from very different backgrounds. Mm. And do you think increasing diversity in ultimately increases the, um, the amount of creative type discussions that are happening in your business as well. Can, do you think you can have too much creativity in your team or too many people that are creatively focused? Um, I, I, it's a good question. I think, I think having the balance, right? I mean, yeah, like if you come up with great creative ideas, somebody needs to execute on them and somebody needs to develop the software that is going to capture that. So, so I don't think you, you don't need everybody to be creative. Um, but I think you need to create the environment where, um, where people can be creative, but certain roles will, you know, will by necessity um, require more creativity than others. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, you know, engineering, of, of any type, whether it be, you know, technology or, or more physical engineering. We're not necessarily stereotyped as the most creative type businesses in the world. So, yeah, applaud for that. Yeah. More creativity we can get into our Yeah, I think, but you mentioned diversity. I, I, I think diversity is, um, is a huge factor in creativity and it's, it's diversity of everything, right? It's diversity of um, people, the type of people, um the locations they're in um but it's but it's diversity of where you work as well going back to where we were talking about like just work in a coffee shop occasionally right work with different people i think like that's the beauty of the coffee shop right because you just you don't know who's going to sit next to you you don't know um you know it's it's just it's an environment where there's like who knows you know who's who knows going who's going to walk in and that that ends up being just very stimulating for your for your mind and that's that create that lends itself well to creativity and so yeah. those working with different people who are of different backgrounds different geographies different cultures and it, it's all part of it yeah i haven't always considered myself to be the most creative individual because i'm quite a process driven person um mm -hmm. but i've really started to embrace what I think is my creative strengths over the last couple of years and it's something I'm really proud of I'm, I love that you mentioned that um, and I've even I always look for tools I always look for techniques ways to kind of grow I'm, I'm quite into like you know hacks and my, <laughs> my hack I have to laugh about when I'm trying to do a creative piece of work or something that just needs me to be quite divergent with my thinking I'll do um, I don't do this in the office I do this when I'm yeah. working on my handstands yeah. <laughs> so I get away from yeah. my desk and I just kind of get around the desk and I'll be happy. <laughs> I get that blood flowing and stuff like that. Yeah, so no, actually, it's I, I, I'll, I'll tell you a funny one. Um, 
related to handstands actually um, so we had um we had this um this when we started interviewing i think we, like we were back when we had only like six people in the company six or seven people in the company when we started interviewing for uh, new people to bring into the company we we always asked ourselves after we met them would they roll down the hill right <laughs> i'm interested <laughs> yeah. so this is where your your handstands come in um and it's like would they roll down the hill and if they if the answer was yes then yeah, they were the kind of people we wanted, and no, they definitely weren't. So, but where where that actually came from was, we um, we signed a customer in Ireland, actually, um, a great healthcare provider, Leia Healthcare, and their fabulous customer. They had they had a commercial on TV, um, and it was all about um, it. It was about their their offering, and it was um, it was part of it was. Um, people in the family, and they were they were rolling down the hill, and it was to music, and it was it was and it it was really well done. And we thought, wouldn't wouldn't it be a great idea as part of winning this customer that we recreate that TV commercial? And we all we were all going to roll down the hill, and my co-founder Joe was going to roll down, and I was going to roll down, and um, and we we were going to do this, and. Um, we ended up we ended up asking where the hill was we were, you know we thought this this hill is somewhere in ireland and we'll go there and um turns out the hill is in croatia so it's an irish company but the hill is in croatia we didn't end up making it um to the hill so we didn't end up doing that tv that you know parody of the tv commercial but we did the one thing that was really good for us at the time was everybody was up for doing it everybody immediately was up for doing it. it's like yes that's a great idea let's do it obviously you know with the customer's permission um and i actually spoke to the ceo of that company he loved the idea but um it was it was just it was just great that everybody was up for it and immediately without thought and no you know we still ask ourselves occasionally like would this person roll down the hill <laughs> so so your handstands yeah. are uh yeah that was uh Absolutely brilliant. Watch this space. I feel like that video is going to make its way to be it, made. It <laughs> you know what's striking in my mind as you're telling that story, John? I wonder if that says more about the people who said yes. Likely, I'm sure. But I wonder if, how much it says about how you made them feel in that moment. Because, you know, you talk a lot about the work Evo culture and I, you know, I have a partnership with you guys. I do some work with you as a customer and your culture really kind of seeps out like I just love working with your team and I feel like if you were to ask me to roll down a hill I'd be like hell yeah you know <laughs> I don't know how you guys make me feel collaborating it's brilliant so yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. but but you know what I think like it's it's kind of okay would they roll down the hill it's a simple question but it captures a lot right it captures are they up for it? Is there a bit of spontaneity there, right? To roll down the hill, you kind of can't take yourself too seriously either, right? I and mean, we take we take things seriously. We take what we do seriously. We like everything we do. We look for certain like we look for brilliance, right? That's one thing we joke about is just make it brilliant, right? But we don't take ourselves too seriously, and we're I think that makes it just more enjoyable. So. So looking for somebody who's yeah, brilliant, capable, customer centric, but they need to 
they need to be prepared to roll down the hill with us as well. Nice one. Absolutely love it. I'm going to look for my own version of that. Stands <laughs> um, with me in the conference room or something like that. <laughs> there you go. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, all right. So looking towards the future. Yeah. I hope we've got the right. I noted down that your current ambition for your business is um, to reach a million users by the end of 2021. Do you know if that shift the one I I read? Um, And it went on to say that your mission is to create a software platform that maximizes the emotional connection people have with their business and its goals. So we kind of already touched on that. Um, is that still the case? Is that, that that's still your kind of current ambition? Yeah, yeah. no, abs- absolutely, absolutely. It's it's like, I'm, and we're well on track for that. Thankfully, um, as I said, tw- like 2020 has been has been really good to us. Um, twenty like 2021, it's we've already you know really happy with the, the team we've built. Um, just to I suppose build or to execute on the plans we have for for this year. So no, we're thankfully we're in great shape on that. Um, the fu- the funny thing is, it's like you know you, you always feel compen- compelled to you know, put numbers and targets and all we want to be, and it's not um, it's it's not really what like if I think about it, like having a million users on the platform, it doesn't really excite me as much as. Like there's certain logos that we want to have as customers, and there's um, there's a lot of other things that are not numbers related. I think the numbers is almost um, the numbers, financial success in terms of where the company gets to. There, they almost um, are an output of just doing the right thing. Um, so it's not like that's not the goal in itself. I think the goal is you know we we want to grow, we want to add great customers. We hitting a million users is just going to happen anyway um so that's um it feels to yeah. me like you guys have come along at the right time because i think you're about two years old now is that right where you were there, it, there about? I, I actually saw something um would you believe on linkedin last night I, I connected with one of our new employees and linkedin told me that this employee had joined three years and 10 months after i did so <laughs> which is mad yeah yeah so it's three yeah, years yeah. about three years ago was it what's that year was born about a little over three years ago or or, or the, the business was born a little over three years ago yeah, it's no. it's actually um it'll be four years um right. in may of this year or april april kind of april time frame this year yeah it just feels to me like you guys are really perfectly positioned for just this worldwide transformation that's occurring. I mean, oh gosh, there's so many buzzwords have come out of the last year, mm. haven't there? And to say it's like unprecedented and all of the rest of it, it's almost a cliche now, but it's just such a juxtaposition. I feel like the future of the world, the working world at least, is this, you know, there's kind of two streams of that are really important to all of us now. And it's kind of technology and utilizing mm-hmm. technology, but also not letting go of the need, the desperate need that we all have for human connection and how people yeah. are going to connect to each other and to their business. And it's like, if we as businesses and as a world can strike a balance between those two, because, you know, for example, going down a, a rabbit hole where technology dominates our lives, probably something that we don't all want. 
and, and a completely analog lifestyle is, is unrealistic. So I, I just feel like you guys are really well positioned to, to, you know, straddle those two streams and help businesses, you know, strike that perfect balance. And, and this is in your mission statement, you know, like maximizing the emotional connection. And I was, so I was wondering, like, what kind of examples have you maybe seen in the customers that you have, like the emotional connection? How is that coming to life for customers that are using WorkVivo? What examples of that have you, have you seen? Yeah, I think like lots of examples. Like first thing I'd say, Mandy, is like one thing we've observed in, for, you know, in relation to 2020 is it's almost like if, if you think about like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? 2020 was all about, for me, satisfying the first order needs, which is the kind of the bread and butter stuff, which is um, how have you, are you able to jump on a video call? Have we set the company up to be able to share files remotely? Like the tra- it's, it's, it's in the transactional stuff. Can, can I message a colleague? Um, all of those things are very transactional. And, it, it's all about getting work tasks done. And, and I think most organizations have successfully got through 2020, learned a lot about technology. Some companies were further behind than others, but most companies have come up to a certain bar now where they can operate remotely. But for me, that's kind of first order needs, right? That's, that's the basics. That's the functional, that's the transactional. Where things are now moving to is the higher order needs it's like the culture what's the you know what's the glue that kind of keeps the company together what's the how do i make people feel emotionally connected to the organization and that's where i think that's where that's what 2021 is going to be more and more about as as companies uh, realize that and i think as well it's becoming obvious that in kind of March, April, May, June this year, companies, you know, I think, you know, success was declared on the remote work experiment very early because people were getting the functional piece nailed down. Um, but I think a lot of that was based on the social capital that was built up prior to everybody going remote. Now, I think we're starting to see a little bit of fatigue creep in. And that's where I think people are starting to realize, okay, I need. I need more than the functional. I need this emotional connection. I need to, people to feel part of, of something bigger. Um, we're seeing like what we're our, our platform is a very, I suppose, visual, visual. It's like essentially, I suppose, for, for people that don't know work people. And you can, as a customer, you can correct me, Mandy, if, if, if you feel it's something different for you. But um, I think people can think of it almost like a social media platform that's been optimized for business. So it's mm-hmm. social media style in terms of you know how you go through your activity feed and like and comment etc but the content that's there is is content that helps shape the culture it's content that is linked to goals or values of the organization it's recognition for somebody and that recognition is in you know there's 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 an image there's a video there's and it's bringing what's happening in the organization alive and we've seen like we've seen very human things where CEOs that um, maybe did like once a quarter town halls ended up doing um, video messages to their organizations every single week on mm. Workvivo. And um, we've seen 
including yourselves, people use things like podcasts internally in organizations where it's just creating that um, more human connection for the organization with leaders or with what's going on. And I think that's been that's been very effective. And I think you know organizations are learning um, that this is becoming more and more important. This emotional connection, this social capital, this shaping the culture. How do you do all of this remotely? Um, and we're seeing great examples of that. Good. Yeah, it's great to hear. We've got tons of them internally as well. So it's really nice to hear that your your other customers are having the same experiences. And yeah. The CEO example you mentioned is very similar to our own. I mean, and it's just right at the granular level as well. It really sets my soul on fire, not to even, you know, not to overstate yeah. it, to see the kind of the interactions that are happening between people, not only between people and the business, but between each other. So like we've seen, gosh, I could name so many, but for example, one colleague who is working remotely away from home on a long rotation, posting an image of, you know, his baby daughter who's been born, who he himself hasn't even got to meet yet. Yeah. Because he's so far away from home and travel yeah. restrictions yeah. prevent him from getting home. And like and that's the kind of posting and content that really generates so much connection between our employees. Yeah. And, you know, his colleagues from around the world, some who know him firsthand, some who don't, are, you know, wishing him well and you know, like virtually patting him on the back and giving him well wishes. And it just it really sparks connection in a way that I've never seen in any other business that I've worked in. So that that's the magic that it brings for me. Yeah, I know, and that's 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 great. That's really great to hear. And it's like it's it's fun, but that is it's an emotional thing and it's even hard to um, like you've articulated it very well there and brought it to life um but ultimately it ends up being a feeling it's an emotional feeling and that that's what like that's what engagement is that's what culture is it's 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 shared belief it's it's an emotional connection and uh, no that that's great uh, very very uh very cool yeah it's given us all the feels so the world's probably changed forever, maybe, in terms of um, our working styles and our working patterns. Do you think there's anything else that we need to do as people to kind of prepare ourselves or better adjust to like this new remote working, like as, as people, as individuals? Do you think there's anything else we can do to, I don't know, adapt? Um, it's a good question. I I think I think we're all still learning, right? I think we're all still learning because it's it, it's it's funny because you know we've talked about you know this work from home experiment, right? But it's it's not um, it's it's different to what it's going to be in the long term, right? Because right now we're working from home for for us in Ireland, we're working from home in a lockdown, right? So. So it's a very different work from home because you don't have the kind of the options that we, we we will have when we come out of lockdown in terms of even just you know meeting somebody for lunch or that kind of thing going to the gym not an option at the moment um so i think it'll be interesting to see when everything opens up um how we all end up kind of designing our lifestyles and and going back to what i was saying earlier right the the thing I'm really excited about is the opportunity is there for everybody to a large extent for, well, for people like yourself and myself, Mandy, where we're, you know, we're privileged where we've got, we work in positions where we can work remotely, right? 
But in that type of scenario, you can potentially design something that really works well for you. Um, for me, as I said, I just haven't figured out what that is or what that balance is yet. But um, I, I think, I think, I think you know, it's, it's for me, it's hard to to say because um, I'm still trying to figure it out myself. And and you know, what will the office look like? Don't know. What will you know? What will the mix look like? Not not sure. Uh, I don't think the office is going to go away. I, like we're we're using um, we're going we're planning to use our office as a hub. Where, um, where I do expect, you know, once lockdown is over, um, people like, like we, we like meeting each other. We like getting into the office. I think it's, you know, it's needed for that kind of stimulation as well. Um, but I think there's an awful lot we just don't know yet. Mm. It's an uncertain future for us all, but ultimately an exciting one, I think, if we look at those all, all of those opportunities. And it blows my mind when I think, what is what kind of working life are fresh grads coming into? You know, those that have never... You know, yeah. You said at the beginning of the call what it was yeah. like in the beginning of your career. And like I'm sure, like myself, you'll have just seen trends and the world's changed so much since the start of our career. We were probably, you know, turning up somewhere at 7.59 in the morning and leaving at 5.01 on the dot, yeah. you know? Yeah. Culture overall, working culture has changed. I can't even imagine what working life fresh grads and young people are coming into in the world. So, I mean, that probably leads us in quite well to the question we ask everybody who shares this space with us on the podcast. Um, what advice would you give to the next generation who are entering the world of work, a world of work that's so uncertain as well? Like, what advice would you give them? Um. I think if a couple of things. I, I suppose for me, um, I don't think there's any getting away from working hard. Right? I think you know you have to apply yourself to whatever you're going to do. Um, I think the the world of you know the arts and humanities for me are just going to become a lot more important. I think based on you know I just feel you know creativity and different different backgrounds. In the tech world, I think arts and humanities are going to become a lot more important. Um, I, th I think, you know, if I look at my own career, I think I've I've landed in different types of roles. I started off in a customer service role. Um, I think I've like if I look at different roles I've I've done over the years, um, I've learned an awful lot from all of them. Um, I've learned from people, I've learned from the role, I've learned from the company. I think you've got to go into, like whatever you go into. Um, like my first job was selling shoes, right? In, in a, it wasn't dark by any chance, was it? That was one of my no, first jobs. <laughs> was it? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, summer jobs. But I think like from every role you do, you learn. And I think you've just got to like no matter what position you land in, whatever college course you end up doing, whatever job you end up getting afterwards, um, there's value in all of them and there's learnings in all of them. And I think you've got to go in with the right attitude to whatever role that you take on, um, regardless of, you know, how junior it is, what the pay scale is. Um, you've just, I think if you go in with the right attitude, then it's like... Um, you know, I, I, I'm just, I suppose I'm probably a great believer in, you know, good things happen if you go in with the right attitude. It's like, 
some people get lucky, but some people just have the right attitude and good things that end up happening um, because of that. Yeah, I totally agree. And I guess ultimately it's mindset and um, our attitude that would have served us well in adapting to the last kind of year and so on. So that's um, the adaptability and truly a big part of how we all work in the future as well. Yeah, and I th but, but for me, I think even if I think about, you know, the type of people we want to attract, right, that that positive attitude, like regardless of what people have done in college or the positive, like people who are just have a positive um, outlook, just like can do great things, right? Can do great things. And um, yeah, that's hugely important for me anyway. That's great. It's been absolutely great chatting with you today, John. Um, I'm wishing you a very creative year ahead, <laughs> very successful year ahead. And um, yeah, I hope that you continue to thrive and the business continues to thrive in the way it obviously has through these uncertain times. It's been absolutely fantastic chatting to you. Pleasure. Thanks very much, Mandy. Very much. Ah, well, what a refreshing start to the new year with John's reflection and hearing how he found so many positives from what was a turbulent year. I loved his insights and I could have talked to him all day. And in fact, we did blether for quite a long time after our recording ran out. He really sparked my thinking around creativity, why it's so important and how it encourages that emotional connection we have to our work. So I think I've nailed my intention setting for this new year that lies ahead and it's to find more of the creativity in me and share it with my teammates. And I've got John to thank for that. I also told him that I think he's a bit of a genius. So from one great genius to another, I'm leaving you with this quote from the one and only Albert Einstein. Creativity is contagious. Pass it on. How can we all do more to pass it on in our daily lives, I wonder? Thanks for joining us on the first 2021 episode of Spark Generation. Until next time, look after yourselves and each other and we will see you then. <laughs>